One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, okay, everyone. Red Men TV, Liverpool podcast. Goodness. Radio. Red Men Radio. Um, yeah, so we've got a question to kick us off, Chris. Liam Smith, YNWA. Uh, how would you introduce Coutinho back into the team? Not if you were Klopp, but if you were handling the situation. Oh. Awkward one, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, it is. I, I maybe it would have actually liked a little bit of time to prepare on this one. So, okay, let me let me present a situation to you. Let's see if I can just get the juices going. Okay. Um, someone that's really, really massively done your head in at some point during the week... <laughs> um, they've done. They've, they've made your life exceedingly difficult, and you've not seen them for weeks and weeks. And then they just walk in, right in your face. And what's the first thing that you say to them? Hi, mate. You're right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Philip. <laughs> Probably give him a fake hug. Yeah. Do the hand thing, the arm around the back. It's how I greet everybody. And then just like. Make loads of really passive aggressive comments around them for for the week or two. It's <laughs> probably about right, isn't it? Yeah, I really like. Hey, lads, how's it going? Well, I'm going to pick the team because I really like lads who are very tall and physically broad. Oh, hi, Phil. <laughs> it's either that or push them off a really high building. Argent Argentinians are great, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Portuguese is a bit of a shit language. Isn't English and German better? Um. But seriously, I mean, I've, I've suggested a few of these on the lines, and I don't want to keep repeating myself, but I will. Um, like, if it was up to me, I would just. I'll give you, I'll give you an example of this and to, to, to tangentially analogise it slightly. So, I used to work in a pub in Sheffield, which mm-hmm. you well know, but the, the listeners may not. There was a, a couple who, who ran that place for a while, and we had a. Would you put them in the back room of this pub? Is it the pub that was split into the nice people? Yeah, anyone who knows that have uh, been to the Broadfield and uh, in Netherlands and Sheffield will know this pub. It's probably nicer these days, but it was a hell of hell. Anyway, there was a, <laughs> there was a scouse, scouse landlord landlady combo, and the, the the landlord he was just a brute. He was a barrel of a man. He used to be a boxer. He used to be in the army. So Scottish was He was just a nasty piece of work. Lovely fella when he was sound, but if he turned on you, he he just batted you. That's just his personality. Now my best mate at the time, we we, we it was their leave and do, and we would be drinking for three days solid and at the end of it he just did something to wind them up and he ended up getting swung for and all kinds and we ended up like everyone f- was fleeing the pub people the dj was grabbing his decks and running down the street and all this kind of stuff the next day was their actual leaving day and i wondered whether we, what my mate would do because we'd all had a great couple of years working for them and stuff and he, and i was like you should just swear we should i don't know apologize to him whatever and he walked in and he just went all right 
it's a good job you're like a shit house in it and he just fucking burst out laughing and it was like completely because he just decided he was he was just gonna face it the way that he would face it so you know i think there's something to jürgen klopp out on me in this situation where i would just go and just i'd put it on coutinho's toes and see how he deals with it you know what i mean so i would i'd have the first team sat there in barcelona coutinho kits when he walks in on the first day and all point and laugh at him and give him a round of applause or whatever something like that that's like that if if he's got a sense of humour, he'll just fucking laugh and it'll defuse the whole thing. But if he hasn't, he's a massive fanny and I'd boot him off to the under-23s if he started crying. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that's the type of thing I suppose that would be good, isn't it? I, I, look, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything better than that, mate, to be honest with you. I, I would... I'd be ribbing him something chronic. I think that's that's what it comes down yeah. to, isn't it? You have to because you're reintroducing him to a gang of lads, aren't you? Essentially, and, and lads are lads are lads yeah. uh, across the board. Like it doesn't matter where they come from and stuff like that. I mean, whether it's a game of pro evo and everyone plays Barcelona against him, whatever it is, it's got to involve Barcelona. Yeah. Like. I would I would be replacing an item of his of his possessions each day. With a Barcelona branded item of possession, I'm not sure stealing's the right way to go, but go on. No, fuck off. I mean, this is not this is not Wimbledon. This is not us setting fire to his clothes in the car park, which I think would be a reasonable response. Um, this is like just because I just, I just draw it out till the, it's, it's basically bullying, is what I'm talking about. Okay, so I want us to bully Phil Coutinho, and so like change what swap one of his socks for a Barcelona sock, so he's got an odd Barcelona sock, and then he'll sort he'll deal with that. Then swap his deodorant out for Barcelona deodorant, then swap his Boxies out the next day, then swap his t-shirt, and then and just build it over and over again to the point where you know he's just he's just like, oh my god! And then you go, all right, fair play, well, well welcome, okay, back, welcome you know. to Liverpool, exactly, exactly that. Um, mm. T. Um, so we've um, we're, we're winging this this week, Chris. I, I don't. I think people might think you don't wing it every week. Sometimes we plan a little bit ahead. You've had some interesting thoughts with regards to. I think this is kind of on the back of the transfer window, and obviously with the Champions League looming as well. Um, you got a piece of information. Based yeah. on net spends? Yeah, based, based on net spends. So basically, I, I stumbled across uh, an article. I was doing research for another Redmen show. Um, we didn't get to use it, and I thought, well, you know what? It's really interesting stuff. I think we should talk about this. And it was it was an article that was done online, and it was about the five years um, net spend of all the Champions League clubs this season. All so every 32. 32 of the teams who are in the Champions League, what their net spend has been over the five years. And what was really irritating about it, first and foremost, is it was a slideshow, and normally I wouldn't persist and, and carry on and look at that slideshow, but I actually was really interested in yeah. the outcome. So, uh, and, and by the time I got to the 25th highest spenders, yeah. um, so what, the seventh lowest spenders, my interest had peaked because it was Dortmund who had only spent £32 million net over the last five years. Positive, uh, plus. Sorry, yeah. had, had made a profit of £32 million. And it was just like, wow, okay, we talk so much about net spenders, football fans, yeah. because of Mo from Arsenal Fan TV, essentially. <laughs> but no, it's been going on for a long time now, yeah. and about how much Liverpool are spending and all this type of stuff. And I thought, Dortmund have made 32, £32 million profit. Atletico Madrid have made £21 million in profit. Spurs, £5 million in profit. Monaco, £13 million in profit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, 
we're obsessed with frigging outgoings. Yeah. We're not obsessed with our squads. Yeah. We're obsessed with how much it costs. Yeah. And isn't that all wrong? Yeah. I, I mean, there's loads of interesting stuff written in it because like Paul Tompkins does a big thing on the on the we're more important on wage spend than than, than than transfer spend. What what I guess, Chris, the obvious counter argument to all this is because you could go. I think the simple line of that is going. Well, frigging hell, Atletico Madrid have made money in the last five in the last five years on transfers. Friggin' Severe have made £140 million. Pounds, made £140 million pounds in that five years. Three Europa Leagues. Exactly. Now, the, now the thing is, is it's where, the, the obvious argument this, can I remember you put a similar argument, uh, not a similar argument, but an argument out about um, whether Man City fans were going to cr- cry conspiracy theory about uh, Alexis Sanchez bids. And a lot. And the, the, the natural response is, but look at the success that City have. And this is the natural response here, because you, you, Liverpool... I've spent a lot, a lot of money, nowhere near the top teams, but also nowhere near the profit made by by other teams. How does it relate in terms of success? Well, is there a correlation listen, between spending a shit ton of money? Is what I'm uh, not really not, not, not for money. me. I think look, the top spenders in the Champions League clubs are Manchester City. They've spent a net spend of £633 million. And what that's got them is two Premier League titles, yeah. essentially, in the last sure. five years. It's got them a group stage, a round of 16, twice, three times, sorry, and a semi-final appearance. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, all right, sounds... They've spent the most, £633 million. What have Madrid spent? £66 million in five years in net spend. They've got three wins yeah. and two semi-final appearances. You know, what are the other winners? Barcelona, £226 million, Only £76 million more spent than Liverpool. They've got semi-finals, quarters, winners, quarters, quarters. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's a lot of money for what they've achieved. PSG are the third highest spend team. United are the second highest spend team. They've not even been in the Champions League uh, until last season, and yeah. then uh, two seasons ago, and then they won the Europa League. So yeah. there's no, for, for me, there's no real correlation between spending loads of money and winning Champions Leagues. Real Madrid proved that. Or more importantly, as well, it's the, there's, there's, there's no shame in making money in a transfer window. Now, it's relative, of course, isn't it? Because, as you say, Sevilla have got those Europa Leagues, but I wouldn't consider Sevilla as a... Maybe this is maybe this is our entitlement coming out again in the hubris or whatever. I wouldn't want to... I wouldn't want to be Sevilla. I mean, it, we would probably be a quite more... A better run club if we actually had a similar level of success of Sevilla over the last five years. But, you know, Sevilla never going to win La Liga. No. Is the is the issue with that? But as you say, you can't argue the. Let's come Madrid have won La Liga yeah. in the, in this yeah. period, you know, and they've finished runners up. Ultimately, they've not done it. But the difference in spend is six hundred and fifty million pounds between Manchester City and Atletico Madrid, and Atletico Madrid have got two, two Champions League finals, and Madrid haven't got past the uh, City haven't got past the semis. Yeah. So listen, we can talk all we want about how much you need to spend in each individual transfer window. It doesn't matter how much you spend getting the right players yeah. is what Liverpool need to focus on because we can't compete with Manchester City. Yeah. So how do we win? How do Liverpool win Manchester City? They pick the right players for that club and the right manager. And it looks like right now we've got the right manager. And we'll find out whether we're getting the right players in the future. But we won't find out on deadline day whether we've got the right players. Yeah. We'll find out after a year or two. Mm. Because after five years, I can say at Leicester Madrid have got the right players for the right for the right fees for them. Why do you think there's an obsession with 
the 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 big spends, the big the big money, the big names, the big players. Blackburn Rovers. Because Blackburn Rovers started it all. Yeah. You know, they bought the Premier League title. They were the first team to to win the Premier League title based on money. Yeah. And I think that th- there's a misconception that that's the way that you have to win the Premier League. And it wasn't. And it probably was right until maybe Leicester proved it wrong mm-hmm. that you don't have to do it. There is there is such a fascination with being able to spend loads and loads of money. Yeah. And I think now football teams seem to be on a bit a bit of an even keel when it comes to the Premier League. You know, there are teams like Wofford's and your Leicesters and everybody's got so much money, haven't they? Mm-hmm. That it's now about picking the right players and not picking the players that cost loads of money because you can look down it, you know, you've talked about it many times over the years. Paul Tonkin says there's a 50% chance of getting a, a transfer right. Yeah. It's about beating the odds. Yeah. And that's Moneyball, unfortunately. And people don't like to think that their club's a Moneyball club. Mm-hmm. Would you have said if I had not showed you this that Atletico Madrid was a Moneyball club? Um, Dortmund. A bad example. But yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think they're probably the two prime examples of where you. They're the ones that are probably convincing owners around. Well, would you have did. said that Real Madrid have spent a lower net spend than no, us? No, no, not at all. I'd have thought Real Madrid would have been bang up alongside City, Man United, PSG, Barcelona. If I'm honest, um, now we talked about this, and I think there's a, it's probably the where they are now. This is weird because this is this should be true of those other clubs as well. So it's maybe not a, uh, an airtight argument. Is that they're very good at maintaining value of players and selling those players on, which is where they've probably maintained and having Cristiano Ronaldo for the last what seven years or it's whatever they've had that, yeah. does make it make a massive difference. And to be fair as well, they, you know they went and did they went out that summer and they bought uh, Ronaldo, Benzema, and Kaka. And yeah, Kaka didn't work out, but they've kept. Ronaldo and Benzema for that whole time has helped. And as you pointed out, they're able to sell Maratta for 70 million quid. Ridiculous. But they, yeah, it, 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 it's, it, it's tough. And there's obviously, you're right, it, it's interesting. It's not conclusive, no, but it's there's interesting. Nothing, there's nothing conclusive in football because no, it never friggin' ends. No, no. So what's right one week might be wrong the next and, it, and season by season. But it does, it does show, yeah. And I. For where Liverpool are, but the thing that's always interesting in this, and it's and it, we know we know this, and this is where Liverpool always tend to fall. In the Premier League, we've got the fourth highest out of the five Champions League of, clubs. Uh, you know, fourth highest. Uh, Let's not forget net, the net spend uh, yeah. in the league over the last five years. Um, so when you look at Arsenal's at fourteen point three million, that was in one season. No, this is this, sorry. This is this season. Okay, sorry. I I, I apologise then. Yeah, it, it, it'd be interesting to see what that was. But in, inevitably, Liverpool are always fourth or fifth in the Premier League. Eighth in the Deloitte Money Table. Yeah, fifth of, of the English clubs. So we're, we're we're in a very competitive league, and mm. to get into the Champions League, we need to beat out clubs who are spending more. That's the real problem here. Yeah. Is that you know there's nobody spending more than sixty six million, I'd guess, in Spain than yeah. than Real Madrid's over five years. Um, Where do you feel then that the Coutinho decision, as in to keep him in the face of being offered ludicrous money, falls into our approach here? Because that doesn't that that doesn't say to me we're trying to do what Atletico do and what Sevilla do because Atletico take the money when it's when it's there for the for their stars and they move on. Yeah, I, I, I'm not listen. There's so much been written and so much been said about the Phil Coutinho deal, but for me, I'm, I'm, this is my opinion now, and you know, not those of Redmen TV. 
I know that you know Spain could have signed players a day later, and I was I just wonder whether if we'd have signed Lamar and Van Dijk, whether Coutinho would have gone a day after deadline day, mm-hmm. and that for me is probably where I feel, and I I truly believe that that might have happened. Yeah. I could have been completely wrong, I, yeah. you know, and the likelihood is because Liverpool said all summer long that they're not taking the money, yeah. they're not this, they're not that, and maybe they just decided that they had to make a stand to Barcelona. I on don't an, know, like on an aside, I mean, I, I guess. The fact that we've talked about this on the on the on this uh, podcast on the website, uh, which is great. Uh, by the way, if you're enjoying the free podcast and you want more, we do five a week on the RedmenTV.com, which are all boss and exclusive and all kinds of different cool stuff. A lot of transfer window roundup on there, which is which is absolutely excellent. Do we is the is it answering to itself the fact that the football club have said definitively he's not for sale? They would never change, you know, and they would buy up. Taking with the word, they were never planning on selling Coutinho because they made that they made the, their stance unequivocal. The fact that you still had that belief is that the reason in and of itself why they've why they've done maybe this? so because they've got to they've got to stop that and they? they've got to make Liverpool and the owners have to make people believe that when they say something they mean something and that's not just in player sales. That's in negotiations of transfers in. Mm-hmm. You know, if you turn around to somebody like Barcelona did and go, this is our last bid, and then a day later you're going, this is our last bid, lads. You don't believe them. So yeah. how much are you going to keep negotiating and driving the price up? Equally, if Liverpool are known, and, and John W. Henry and Michael Edwards and everyone are known to be man of their words, then you say, this is our last bid. You get that little bit level of respect that the team might just go, we, we might have to accept it because yeah. we can't push this price any higher. It reminds me the way we've handled this though is like, you know, when you're walking down the street, if, if you're in Turkey or whatever with the very big on the, the haggling side of things, right. we'll pass you, you want that again, I can't stand that. I think things have a value and then I'll pay that. But the, you go, or, or you know, I, I know you'll just happily chuck the price up at the end. But it's... That's uh, eBay, that's eBay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the... <laughs> If when you don't, it's like I don't want your watch, mate. Ah, okay. Well, you can have it for ten. No, no, I'm genuinely not interested in your watch. Oh, I see the game you're playing. Five. No, mate. You could give me it for free, and I'm going to hand it back to you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's. I think that that maybe that's where Barcelona got into it. They're like, oh, Liverpool, you're playing hardball, huh? And they go, no, no, seriously, not not interested. And they go, oh, we know your game. Another twenty million. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay, and so on, and so on. And so forth, yeah. which which is, must have been hilarious. I like the fact that we had to send we send like Ian Rush, brilliant. And he still the, have to tell them no. <laughs> I'm Ian Rush. <laughs> don't, I don't do transfers. I don't do transfers. Mate. I do mustaches. Can I just ask? That's it. Yeah, not even anymore, Chris. No, it's sad, um, isn't it? Uh, compete, uh, just Liverpool. I'd like to offer us up for that. We we would have had so much fun with Barcelona. Um, so if this situation arises, Liverpool send us as your as your negotiation or your non-negotiation ambassadors. I'm up for that. We're applying for that role right now. I'll give you that for free. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. No. Yeah, we'll yes. do it for free. We'll do it for free. Um, just flights and accommodation. Um, the uh, Ryanair's fine. We don't even want the front row. Uh, no, I'd like the the extra leg room seats. If it's all the same. Prima donna. <laughs> Leggy donna. Um, yeah, it's. I, you just I, called yourself Leggy Donna. Yeah, I love it. Amazing. <laughs> that's, the, that's the worst thing you've ever called yourself. Yeah, it's, it's not. Um, what is? I, I've got. I've got no idea. I've, I've, well. I'm very self-deprecating normally. Bullshit! (laughs) Tom's laughing so he knows I'm right. (laughs) Leggy Donner. Yeah. uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, I can think of one Leggy Donner and that was Donner Air. That girl had legs. Donner Air was a Leggy Donner. (laughs) (laughs) 
and, uh, I had a leggy donut once. It was a it was a kebab that I found on the side of my bed two days later. Um, the uh, yeah, I, I, the, oh, do you know what I do for Phil Coutinho? I get into his house and I put a fish behind his radiator because that's always fun. Yeah, because it just un, stinks un, underneath his mattress. Any, and you, no, because you can find that too easy. No one thinks of the fish behind the radiator. Yeah. So if you if you're if you're in a house that you've leased and you're not happy with your landlord, that's what you need to do. I remember this is going back years when we were working in the tavern together, and uh, there was a really bad smell in the restaurant. <laughs> and 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 I was you and the chef, and you were both you were both smokers at the time, and I used to always say you. you, you Lose your, your smell and your taste when you when you when you're a smoker, and I was going, lad, it really smells, and you're going, it's not, and you like like I was making it up, and I was going, no, look, you walk to this area and it smells, you walk away, it doesn't smell, so I started to narrow it down. And he says, but no, 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 definitely not, no, it's fine, I can't smell anything. Can you smell anything? No, it's not the blind leading the blind, the smell blind, and um, and eventually, yeah, we pried. I was like, no, look, we pried open a panel, and there was a very, very, very dead decomposing. Yeah, rat. in the in the within the traps, just to just to clarify that, that's what they're there for. Um, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was, <laughs> it was really, very dead and very smelly. So, so yeah, I, that I, yeah, clearly, clearly, and that was her, it was her. What were we talking about? Phil Leggy Donners, <laughs> a mackerel, a radiator mackerel. Um, yeah, so I think that's a that's very much a possibility. But yeah, no, it, but it makes you wonder though, like a hundred and forty million. Now logic would dictate that transfer fees don't decrease. You know, and if he's, he's, you look, I was looking at Phil Coutinho's return in terms of his goals and assists, and look, he's just gotten better season on season. He's actually getting more, more for less minutes on the pitch at this point, so he's getting better and better and better. Um, it stands to reason that you know he's gonna he's gonna have a, a better season this year, so his value could increase. But it's still a massive gamble to take for that amount of money. You know, there's a very realistic chance we may never get offered that again for Phil. Because let's be honest, he was maybe a fifty million pound player a year before. Mm-hmm. To become a hundred and fifty million euro player in the space of twelve months, when he wasn't that much better on the pitch. No, but it's kind of if he's the right piece. Let's kind of go back to what I was saying in the beginning. If he's the right piece for Barcelona's puzzle, then they'll pay. Piece. Okay, don't pay that. <laughs> um, the unfor- you know, not f- fortunately, maybe for us, I can't. I can't see how he's ever worth 150 million euros. I just can't see. It. Even in an inflated market, he's not. He's not the second best player. Obviously, it, it doesn't quite work like yeah. that. But Neymar blew the transfer. Neymar's the only player that's gone for over 100 million, isn't he? Um, let's say yes. I think he There'd is. Be no I, I think he. I think he is. I think. You know, Pogba wasn't 100 million, Lukaku wasn't 100 million, Neymar essentially nearly doubled everybody else, and yet, so Coutinho's one and a half times everybody else yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. and that's mental because he's still not the finished article, no, and if no, you're buying all. the finished article, I could understand it, but you're not. Well, this is why, because all the talk was Barca weren't even interested in him, in, in him this summer, so I was very relaxed about this going into the summer, because the talk was... They wanted. They were looking ahead for someone to play to start to replace Iniesta. So they're looking for that attacking mid, like the you know skillful, dribbly, creative, blah blah blah. And Coutinho was on the radar, but didn't feel he was there. Now I had this strong suspicion what was going to happen this season was we were going to play him in that position, and then they were going to go wow, Ooh. yeah, and then they were going to come in. But that's where it might play into Liverpool's hands to some extent. If if Cop goes with the decision, if he if he's able to. To you know, get over it and put him in the team or whatever. That Coutinho could. That's that's why I think he might prove his worth because Iniesta is so hard to replace, and he's been so he's so so good. Whereas Coutinho can do 
pull up, pull the strings from that midfield position and show that he can get goals. It's like Iniesta doesn't score loads of goals, but if Coutinho can prove that he can score goals and provide the ammunition as well, then maybe that and Barcelona with a year down the line with Iniesta. I don't even know how long Iniesta's got left on his contract. He'd have a feeling it might well be coming up, but that that might be that's one of those situations that might play into our hands. Or equally, Dembele's just terrible. He doesn't adapt. He's too, it's come too much too soon for him. And it puts a bit more pressure on Barcelona, and now we're in a position where we've already turned down this amount of money for yeah, film. Exactly, it might it might work out for us, but it, all of this is dependent on him having a really good season. So the thing and is, you put that lad on the football field and he'll play well. I hope so. I hope. I genuinely hope that's the case. I, I worry that that he has a slight similarity to Raheem Sterling in that. Neither of those, they were both handed the, the full responsibility of Liverpool and Liverpool fans' happiness too soon in their careers, but neither of them particularly thrived under that pressure. Maybe so, but he's not He's not the focal point of this team yeah. now, is he? You know, Sadio Mane is the main man in this football team, and I think everybody realises that. You know, from a focal point, certainly, you've got Salah on one side, Mane on the other, and Coutinho becomes one of the rotation of midfielders this season. Yeah. Um, horses for courses type of a thing. When do you play him? How are you going to play him? And that, that could work in our benefit as well. You know, picking his games and, and, and choosing those games and, and giving him the best platform to perform yeah. could drive his price higher up. Yeah. Um, have you got anything you'd like to suggest for putting in the bin this week and on putting you on putting you on the spot? Is it as simple as f- fake back injuries? Fake back injuries. <laughs> it's a good shout. Um, I, I think something needs to be done about the transfer window, if I'm honest. Yeah. You know, it's an absolute joke. Like, did you see that? Bleacher Report video, the um, thing you put on the WhatsApp group I didn't, last night. I didn't watch this. The one, on, the, the one about... Um, Sheffield United. Yeah. And the, the stuff that they went through on deadline day. And it's just like, they, they had a camera following him around. And, you know, Jerome Sinclair was supposed to be going there. And he was sat in a train station waiting to get a train. And he never ended up getting the train. And agents adding a million pounds onto someone's fee of 200,000. And, you know, the, the deals had been agreed at 200,000. And I, I, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, I forget it. And then the agent's gone... I know you've agreed that, but we want 1.2 oh, Jerome, now. Jerome Sinclair, was it? Was it no, Jerome? it wasn't Jerome's agent for the 1.2 million. It was somebody else, I think, um, and stuff like that. And you're like, what? The deal's been agreed, and now the agent's saying, I want a million pounds to push this deal through, and stuff like that. And you're thinking, how is the game and the money leaving football? Because, you know, ultimately, the, the whole aim of these elite clubs for me in England is you keep the money in the clubs. You, you don't siphon off money to go to agents and money leaves football it should all be there yeah. and it's almost like a big fucking pot that people have a share of at a certain time and like you sell players and you get more money well you sell players and you don't even get the full worth of the friggin player yeah. I don't understand how agents have got such a hand in this game and you know it's like buying local I like to buy stuff from independent restaurants who've got a choice over brands because yeah. I know that the money's staying in the city I know that the money's get going to people who work in this city mm. and stuff like that whereas in chains just getting siphoned and off and going elsewhere yeah. and that's kind of what football's got and it's a massive problem and a deadline day and the deadline itself just increases the panic and you, people end up yeah. spending over the odds because of this yeah. and f- the money's leaving the game and that's bad yeah absolutely yeah, that's it the, the, his, the deadline day is there the deadline day as it is needs to get in the bin because we've covered uh, pretty much every deadline day for the last four or five years now, you know, in various forms, whether it was us doing the massive live streams off our own back or doing working with Ball Street or doing whatever. And um, this was the one that should have been the one, you know, with all the hype and everything that was built up. And it, it was, it just proved once again 
that we're all just massive chumps for fucking buying into it because it just business interesting and good business doesn't happen on deadline day. And I'm pretty certain the Oxlade Chamberlain stuff was only announced a bit later just for the the PR of having Liverpool have a thing because that was all done and dusted the night before. It, it, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to take credit for this. It's something Sai said to me on the day and I don't think he brought it up on the show he was on before. Um, had we found out that Virgil van Dijk wasn't going to happen at 9am and had we found out that Thomas Amara wasn't going to happen at 10am and we signed Alex Oxley chamberlain at 10pm, I wonder how Liverpool fans would view that window. Mm. But the fact is, Alex Oxley chamberlain almost underwhelmed us for him being the first first one of the day. And it's kind of like you always talked about it, Ricky Lambert being the first signing of the summer, fucked us a couple of years ago. And isn't it funny how... A few hours difference can make make everything to your mindset. Yeah, exactly. Like if he just if we've been rushing that through right at the end and like that came out, it's a win. Uh, that exactly, we'd all just go. It's it's the, it's Naby the Keita, you save Naby Keita until one hour before deadline day. It, the whole window's yeah. a fucking win. It's, it's the equivalent of the the last minute equaliser yeah. to save yourself a point. Still a fucking draw. Exactly. You know, whereas if you could see the goal, it's all time. It's ta- you're right. Timing is everything in these things because there's, there's there are times when you celebrate one all draws and the times when you fucking think well, it's just the worst thing that's ever happened to your life and it is just a matter of a matter of timing exactly. So yeah, the deadline day as is needs to get in the bin. And I think the the thing is uh, we talked about this maybe last week and we, it's been a general conversation. But move if you. Move Move that a week before the window, before the, the league season starts. Sorry, it's at least interesting stuff's happening in that period. Like I said, maybe it means that that, that deadline day will will just that last couple of days will be boring again. But I just think there's be there's more time to focus on it because you're not focusing on preparation. You know what I mean? In exactly the same way that you are once the season's already begun and all that kind of stuff. Even players aren't I, going off on international I, I duty. Mean, I, and... I said like last week that I, I don't mind when it is. Right, having lived through another one, mm. I kind of do. But but here's the thing. If you just changed it and tweaked it slightly such that you can only make one signing on deadline day and they be like, you can make as many signings as you want through this period. You can make one in this week and then one a day in the mm. lead up to deadline day. That could be... I don't know whether Sky fucking love it, first of all, mm. because the, the interested peak for seven days instead of one... But you just make your one sign. I can switch off for the rest of the fucking day. If we'd made Alex Oxley chamber at 10, 10 a.m., yeah. I could just switch off. Yeah. I'm done. See yeah. you later. I'm home. Bye. Instead of sitting up till half 12 doing fucking podcasts, review shows. <laughs> 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 it's, uh, yeah, no, absolutely fair play. It's, um, it's sorry, I'm, 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 I'm stalling for time. I put questions up, asked for questions on the podcast. And then I, uh, it was at the start of this morning, and Ross's favourite had 700 tweets in the interim. So bear with me just a moment um, while, I, while I dig them all out. But yeah, it'd be lovely just, just to do something better, something more interesting. It's all gone, all the interest gone. You don't even have like fans crowding around outside the things anymore. I, I know the. Did you was, see the Liverpool report of a sky was inside Melbourne? Exactly, exactly. This is the point. They've done this for a couple of they, they, that, This is why it's all Complicit. It's why it's too much to do in with the clubs. Like the, they probably made it part of the Sky Television agreement that they have to give them a space inside the training ground, however, because I understand no one needs to see purple dildos being shoved in reporters' ears, and that's by no one needs to mean. Come on, we still need to see more of that. It, that was all part of the, but that was all part of the fun and part of the hysteria of Deadline Day, and that was what I can't. We haven't even got that anymore, and now it's just, it's just a bunch of people stood at fucking television screens. 
or stood against walls out somewhere. They, they don't need to be there. They could be doing that by fucking Skype, you know what I mean, or on a green screen. It makes no sense. There's no fun left in, de- in Deadline Day anymore. The real Deadline Day. We still do the fun on Deadline Day, but it is, um, it's it's just bollocks and stressful and just, and as proved by us getting the Ryan Babble rumour, creating a Ryan Babble transfer rumour, it just proves that we're all absolute bad mefs when it comes to it as well. And Deadline Day makes idiots of uh, makes idiots of all of us. So yeah, it, yeah, all of that, everything we covered there, including back injuries, need to get in the fucking bin. Um, okay, some questions then. Lord Neen, uh, Kesneen, what's the best Rocky movie? Have you watched the Rocky movies? Yeah, I always thought four. Yes, that's the correct answer. Yeah, it's not the first one's the best one because it's a really good film. But does it have a really unbeatable Russian? No, of course it doesn't. So it's not. No, four is my favourite because I've seen it seven hundred times and I still get stuff out of it. And it's got all that. If he dies, he dies, and you know, Drago and all that kind of stuff. It's great. It's it's a fantastic film and it's got the best soundtrack. How's it? It has no easy way out. It's electro electro synth greatness. That listens that if you haven't listened to the Rocky Ford album, I, I highly recommend it. Um, Put that on my to do list. Yeah, honestly, I've, I've probably played so much for it. It's it's, it's a beast. Um, just a beast. I've not heard you yeah, say that in a absolutely. long time. Mate. It's perfect for running that was along a Gareth beaches. Eaton thing that, that's where that came from. I don't know who that is. Um, Connor Llewellyn. Uh, I think everyone enjoyed a lot of our wrestle talk from last week. So we've had nice. a few similar questions. Um, your top three WWF. And this is slashy, but it was pointless. Uh, wrestlers of all time. Uh, Heartbreak Kid, Triple H, and The Rock. Wow, solid. Solid shots. I think I did I think I think did Attitude Era ones on my channel. It's probably Bret Hart. Oh, yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah, man. Um, ooh, uh, tough. So tough. I like loads of wrestlers. Um... Yeah, it can't not be The Rock, can it? Because he's just brilliant. And I'm going to throw a random one in there of, like, let's say, Jeff Hardy. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I love him. But it could be a Jeff Hardy or a Rob Van Van Damme. The the thing is, I picked two fellas there in Heartbreak Kid and Triple H. uh, There's nothing wrong with that. Should have just gone China. I've been picked the three fellas, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) God rest his soul, by the way. So, I didn't know she was dead. Heartbreak Kid, Triple H, they, they, I don't know whether you still watch wrestling now or if you're listening you still watch wrestling now, they're probably tainted a little bit because they got a little bit shit, and by a little bit shit, I mean a lot of shit, but then when they were fucking in their prime were absolutely superb, and you know, if I could have a, if I could have a fourth, it would absolutely be Bret Hart. Okay. Um, Big tight. <laughs> Callan, uh, Brewster Callan, who would win a WWF Royal Rumble if all the Liverpool players were involved? I can't see past Emre Chan playing some kind of, is his name Rusoff character or something like that? Do you know what I mean? Is that his name? I could see Rus- He's playing one of yeah, those Americans Rus- playing a Russian. <laughs> is what Emre Chan would be. Yeah. I think, I don't know whether he'd win, but I just wanted to get that in he'd there. clear house with a German flag and to, to wind everyone up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If it was a British audience, you'd have all like the, 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 all the racist Brits who have been singing, you know, German bomber songs and all that kind of stuff getting cleaned out and going, boo. Uh, I could see him him being the one who gets flipped over the top rope but hangs on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, then... and, and pulls himself back up around again. And when someone else thinks, like Jordan Henderson thinks he's won. 
Clean and he celebrates, and then Emery clocks him in the back of the head I and like knocks, that. And knocks I him like out. That. Other than that, in the Liverpool squad, I think that we talked about it last week, and I just don't think there's that many really great wrestlers in our squad. And mm. maybe that's a maybe that's a failing on, on Klopp's on Klopp's part. Yeah, I'm not 100 sure. Here's the thing though about a Royal Rumble: high flyers don't do well. No. So Mane and Salah, who are now as, as high flyers in that regard, I don't think they'd fare. It'd be very great well to see Moreno get chucked over the Moreno top. Moreno would get full on gorilla pressed over the top rope by. Matip. I, yeah, there's a couple of players there. I mean, Grujic is one of the ones that I thought oh, could handle himself big yeah. time. Like, yeah. I don't think he's quite ready for a Royal Rumble yeah. win just who's, yet. Who's I think the... maybe like a Fatal Four Way or something like that. He could probably handle himself. Who's in. then the character in the Royal Rumble that that needs like four people to eliminate him and inevitably get his arms tangled in the ropes and they like try Milner. to flip him over? It feels like Milner. I think he's too small. He's he's, this point. is like an Andre or a this is you know, or a or a. It's a giant type. It's probably gonna have to be. Grujic is actually an interesting shout for. I think he'd be tall, isn't he? Like as Mignolet. well, he's just not that interesting, is he? I know. Um, it, it, I t- was the kind of guy who would run in and he would charge full <laughs> tilt, <laughs> and someone would just barrel him straight over the other side as he came in. <laughs> really hit me elbow on my chair. Did there, you? Really? Okay, really you're fine. <laughs> Lift your elbow up. Let's see it. Okay, he's not okay. Man <laughs> down, man. So man not down. okay. Um, yeah, I could see if we had a red men TV flag, we would be turning it upside down oh, right now. God, in memory. R.I.P. Paul's elbow. Pray for Paul's elbow. Um, who are the kind of guys who would do the the road dog and and the Billy Gunn stuff of like go hiding under the top rope and clinging on? Be... Moreno. Moreno. Absolutely. I could Moreno. see maybe a little. I'm reckon Alana might be up for that. Oh my God! Sorry, distraction. I put it in the group. Did you see the video of John Flanagan scaring Adam Lallana? No. Oh, what did you watch it? What is wrong with when you, you as human in? beings? Last night there's a video and it must be off Flano's Snapchat. And he, Lalana walks into the room and he goes, Rah! and Lalana shits himself. Oh my God, it's classic. Um, but, you know, it's not, it's also not great. It's not great radio. Maybe the noise would be worthwhile. Um, just looking through again, Amarkovic is another one where I think he'd come in as like number three and get, thrown, and, champion. Got, and get thrown straight out. Um, yeah, I could see a Carrius doing like Carrius a Richter like, model Martel like thing pr- and having a good boy. He'd have a Mr. good perfect type a good of a, a, like, a I career, I think. Yeah. I, I, other than that, I'm not sure who else would be. Who else would be? Dan, I think Danny Ings would have a good rumble. I think he's just got that state. I mean, unless he got badly injured really early on, which is par for the course. I think he could. I think he could do If you job. had to pick anyone to do the Undertaker's patented, completely dead. Oh, pop back up. Pop again. back up. It's probably Markovic, isn't it? Because he just won't. Oh come won't, on! He just won't die. Chris. I think Matip. <laughs> no, no. Every time it's like the horror, it's like the movie horror villain that keeps coming back. Oh, uh, Laza Markovic is this year is the new Alberto Aquilani in that regard, isn't he? He's gone. He's gone. It's fine. Oh no, he's back. Give the man a squad number. Oh my God! Print some name naming numbers up. Get his training gear out again. Um, yeah, again, Matip just because he's a big bastard, isn't it? But then Ward's Ward, Danny Ward as well is a big. A big fella, didn't he? Yeah, I feel like Ward would be one of the ones who'd wear a mask like Kane. I don't know why. It's not. I don't think he's particularly <laughs> hideous <laughs> to look at. So is it where is the rest? So people who, who who watch the, the the YouTube channel and and the and, and the website, of course, Chris does the start eleven. We've just redone a lot of the players for the start eleven. Danny Ward. This is something for you to all to watch out and check out on Thursday. I think you're doing this. You'll be doing yeah. this live. Danny Ward, if you can go in the comments and talk to Chris, get him to show you Danny Ward. His picture. He's full on got guy liner on. He? he looks very pirate to the Caribbean. 
kisses off. Also, if you, also, if you, if you want to watch, the, yeah. <laughs> if you want to watch the video version of this podcast, you can. In fact, Chris, do us a favour. You say what for? The, we'll get that for the video because you'll never remember to do it on the start at eleven. Um, for the people watching the video version right now, here's that is our is our card for 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 Danny Ward. I'm not sure how in focus that's going to be. Go on, Tom. Do the do the do the business. I'm just gonna just do some um, some hygiene while I'm here. As we say, if you if you enjoy the free podcast that we do, obviously we've got the build up uh, podcast and we've got this as well, which is just generally chatting Liverpool stuff. If you want more stuff, as I say, five exclusive podcasts every single week, which is you know twenty odd a month, depending on how long the month is. Um, five pounds a month. It's free for the first month. You can come and check it out. There's also loads of extra video content, exclusive interviews, and all that kind of stuff. Again, on the revamped uh, theredmentv.com. Uh, as ever, all the free stuff that we do is supported by the people who support us on that website. So if you want to get involved you want to help uh, Redman TV be a thing and, I, and and like Chris support local businesses keep the money in Liverpool then by all means do go over to the RedmanTV.com and sign up it would be great and all feedback's recommended um, what also I recommend is leaving a five star review on the podcast if you would be so kind iTunes always helps with the old algorithm and uh, on any way you listen to it as well whether it's Acast or Stitcher or Podbean Bean. Podbean next week Next week, um, yeah, because that was that was terrific. I think we'll probably we'll probably wrap that up there. You, we were, you were great, and you too. Bro. Thanks. Weird. Well, I'm a leggy donna. <laughs> after all, you're not the best leggy donna. But I'm not. I'm not. I am at best the second best. Um, I've been I've been racking my brain thinking of others. I, I can't. I can't think of any other. It's donners. a name that's really died out. It has. Got, it, died, it did die out in the nineties. If it ever really was alive in the nineties, if you leave some donna suggestions, the best is after Redman TV. Big breakfast presenter for um, young lads. Ooh, Kelly Brooke. Mm. Shout. I always like the, the correct answer. I, 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 see, I don't know. It depends what you like. If you like the fittest girl that England's ever created, <laughs> then, <laughs> then yeah. If not, then what's your suggestion? I like Denise Van Out. You know, <laughs> Denise Van I, I think I, I could have a much a, be, a better laugh all round with Denise Van Outen. Um But I think Alice Cooper once said about uh, about Kelly Brook was that that's a very pleasant way to wake up in the morning, and uh, and I fully agree. Um, but yeah, brilliant. Let us know your favourite Big Breakfast presenter if you even remember. Tom, do you, do you know what the Big Breakfast was? No, Tom. What was the eggs game? Was it an eggs game? I don't know what you talk about. That's right, it was on the big breakfast. Okay, great. Uh, but yeah, let us know anything you want to talk about. And obviously, as ever, you can tweet us at the Redman TV with stuff and reactions to stuff. But otherwise, get on the redmentv.com. It's boss, and you will be too if you go there. Walk on.